Welcome to What Are You Playing, where we tell you the titles we're working through. Be they old or be they new, listen, learn, or ask a question or two. I am Yoko, and I am almost a week away from being done with grad school classes. I am Super, and I am spending way too much time with my new 3DS. You got your Pikachu staring back at you on that 3DS, so... Yes, I do. The only weird thing is when you flip it up, the Pikachu is upside down for anyone viewing you Mm. playing your device. Yeah, that could be a little weird, I suppose. It's a tad strange. Anyway, what are you playing is part of the Show Me Your News Network at showmeyournews.com, and this is episode 16 on Sunday, April 7th, 2013. Tony would be here today, but if you heard last week's episode of Show Me Your News, we had Gerard Khalil, the completionist, on, and he was having all sorts of issues with Skype, and these have seemed to continue to this week, so hopefully we'll get him back during this call. We only have so much, though, so much time because we have a very special guest this week. Wow, what can I say? Um, Samurai Panda, welcome to What Are You Playing? The Show Me Your News Network. You're now a doctor. There's so yeah. much to catch up on. How are you? I'm doing rather well. Thank you very much, Yoko. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I think this is the first time I'm on What Are You Playing? Sounds about right, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, technically, so, I could say that you were on What Are You Playing 1 when you and I were playing Brawl at the time, and I was telling people via cell phone. That's right. I do not recall this event. Uh, Phoenix Saga 5 or 4, I'm pretty sure it was the last Smash tournament you went to. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that now. Mm-hmm. I randomly went to it just because I felt like it, and all my old friends bailed on me. <laughs> but yeah, so, uh, Anther was there. I think he you went with him. No, I was with uh, Omniswell. Oh, Anther okay. did show up. Anther said he's going to show up, and that's didn't. right. Yeah, um, the other ones. I realized at that time that uh, I just I don't I don't like brawl anymore. Yeah, it's just that's, I, it took me to my a little bit like one or two tournaments more, and I dropped brawl entirely. I mean, you know, it just it just didn't have that timeless quality that Melee had, you know? Mm-hmm. It's too bad. Have you tried Project M? I have, not the new one, but uh, Project M is a lot of fun. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't hang out with people that play Project M very often. That's, uh, so. that's a darn shame. Yeah. Well, catch us up a little bit with, you know, life for those that are listening and have you know, wanted to hear your voice ever since the old Show Me Your News days. What has been happening in the life of Dr. Panda? So, yeah, I guess uh, I have officially finished medical school. Um, Congratulations. That's, that's fantastic. Thank you very much. And I'm, I'm staying in Michigan for another year as I do my transitional year. It's called uh, I'm starting my residency in June, and uh, I'm going to be a neurologist. And I'm moving from Michigan to Phoenix, Arizona next year uh, for the next three years at least. Wow. Yeah. So uh, that's going to be kind of, uh, kind of fun, kind of exciting. Uh, Going from this weather to one of the hottest places in America, uh, where they have dust storms, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, 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 yeah. But uh, it'll be fun. It's the sixth largest city in the country, so sounds about right. Yeah, and uh, I've also been busy with personal projects too. Uh, besides, you know, the whole Docker thing, I've been working on my own video game. Um, me and uh, our old roommate, yep. uh, Wu, yep. 
I don't know, what, what, what did we call him? Epic, Epic Proportions, I think, yeah. yeah. He's going to mash you tomorrow now. But uh, it's supposed to be marshmallow, as a Japanese person would pronounce it, but it's not. <laughs> so I don't know Mashimaru. what it is. <laughs> Mashumaro. Yeah, so uh, me and he and I, for the last six months, have been working on a fighting game. Hmm. So my what are you playing might be just full of the recent fighters that have come out and whatnot, because uh, I've been doing a lot of research. And uh, I'm the designer. He's the programmer. Uh, it's coming a fan in, pro- Coming mm-hmm. in 2015, Panda Gas. <laughs> No, actually, uh, while he doesn't want me to reveal it just yet, uh, it's a fan project based on a very, very, very popular franchise. Mm. Uh, and the trailer is going to be coming out uh, probably early May, we're hoping. Wow. Um, and Hype. epic. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So you guys, will, you guys will probably hear about it. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to get good news. I think all the news channels like Kotaku, Destructoid, and, um, will, will run it, run a story on it too. Uh, it's a very popular franchise, trust me. That's fantastic. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun. So a Doctor Who fighter. (laughs) (laughs) Not quite, no. Oh, I always wanted to play a gaming franchise. That's going to be like Podcastception. We're going to be talking about a story of a game that Samurai Panda's behind on Show Me Your News. Podcast (laughs) he used to be on. Blah. Well, let's get to... Let's get to what are you playing though? The, you know, just talking about the games you've been playing recently, things you've been experiencing. Uh, Super, you start first. What are you playing? I have been playing a lot of things. I'm just gonna run down the list and be as quick as I can. But first of all, I played. I got my hands on a new 3DS, and honestly, best purchase I've made all year. Mm-hmm. And outside of the little games on there. I I bought Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. Wow, that was a great game. Easily my game of the year contender so far. I have not touched Bioshock Infinite yet. But apparently everyone says it's great. And even Yoko here has told me that he basically hated the first Bioshock like I did. Yep. But you apparently like this one. I really How like it. How would you hate the first Bioshock? Is that even humanly possible? Uh, it is. Uh, I, I actually kind of despise it a little bit. And I did play it all the way through, and I picked up a lot of the stuff along the way. But there was... It had bad game feel. Like, the story was decently good. I saw most things coming a mile away. Well, but it wasn't about the story. It, it was about the atmosphere, I would say. And I, what I said about the atmosphere is that I felt like I was playing in foggy London. And what's wrong with that? I think it's kind of cool. It'd be kind of cool, except for I'm expecting, you know, oceans. And, you know, when I looked outside, you know, the glass windows, and you see the ocean, the fish going by, I'm like, I usually could have been just like, crow. I look over to a building across the way, and I'm just like, it's just kind of foggy. And I just didn't really feel immersed in the atmosphere. Bioshock 2, on the other hand, I felt what did that a lot better. You got those underwater sections, stuff like that. I felt it was a bit stronger on the atmosphere front, which is kind of funny because I hear a lot of people have a lot more trouble with Bioshock 2, regardless. Yeah. Well, but, uh, huh, tangents already. Mm-hmm. But but with Luigi's Dark Mansion Dark Moon, number one, actually, atmosphere is pretty good. For a Luigi's Mansion Nintendo game, you didn't expect atmosphere, but it actually did really good. Uh, the controls were responsive. Fairly good gameplay. I loved the new uh, vacuum mechanics, pressing the A button to do this little 
I don't know, uh, the super vacuum. Don't know how they wanted to call it. But basically, you suck in the ghost faster if you if you uh, do it right. Strong, th- strong points of the game, uh, the gameplay, the design. Level design was fantastic. You could get around the mansions pretty well. I hear a lot of people had issue with the uh, mission structure in this one. No longer do you just kind of go in the mansion and go do things, and then when you complete a mission, you can keep going. It always calls you back. Um, didn't really mind that too much. As a handheld title, I found that was very good because it, oh, I only have a half an hour. I'll plug in a mission, do it, turn the game off, and go to class or go to work. Well, here's the counterpoint to that. I think the issue some people had was because it's a handheld title, some people don't always have half an hour. And because you can't save in the middle, necessarily, from mm. what I hear, like that isn't you know, thinking to a modern handheld game design. I would agree, except for you can just close your 3DS and pick up the mission exactly where you left off by opening it. But when, I, you know, at what point do you have, you know, the time again? I mean, it depends on how busy your schedule is, I suppose. So yeah, but I mean, but you know, you here's add, an interesting counterpoint to that, though. You're saying that the mission structure is roughly half an hour, right? Uh, would depending they, on depending on yeah, how yeah. thorough you want to be, but yes, right. Well, roughly, roughly half an hour, let's say. Uh, they Nintendo is making is the only people making handheld games anymore that matter. Sorry, Sony, but uh, the handheld iPhone smart devices are killing them in terms of sales and, and games and everything. Mm-hmm. So don't they have to kind of shoot for longer rather than shorter? You know, to, to your, your point, Peter, is that uh, not many people have that half an hour time window. So if you don't have the half an hour time window, bust out your smartphone, play a game on that, play some Bejeweled or something. But if you have the half an hour, that's when you use 3DS. I agree that, you know, the longer experiences are beneficial and they're sorely needed in a world of smartphone games and, you know, 99 cent, etc. Except, at least, you know, for Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem is a great example. Just this year, it's a much longer experience. The missions do take, you know, generally longer than a half an hour if you're trying to, you know, thoroughly plan them out and all. But you can save your game at any point, close it pick it back up, and you have basically a save state there. So if you have, you know, those 10 minutes maybe, yeah, you can, you know, plug away at that. But for this game, that's apparently not an option. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't like the idea of people complaining about the lack of save states. Yes, I mean, I can see the point, but at the same time, I'm like, this is Nintendo. Creators of the Nintendo Hard I like the idea that you are actually punished for once. I haven't had a game punish me in a very long time. Although, to be honest, I never actually died playing Luigi's Mansion. It was hard, but I'm, I'm good at games, I guess. But Humble I, brag. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I watched a lot of people say that they were you know, dying, and I'm just kind of like, I ran out of life once, and then that's when I found out that if you find the golden bone, you get resurrected. I'm like, oh, cool. That was on the last mission, which was really hard. But uh, really good, solid game, but I really like that mission structure. I really like the fact you can't save because that adds tension to a game. You can't just save. Oh, you walked into the room and you screwed up against the mini boss. Well, 
go back. You have to go back. Um, that's why I'm kind of enjoying uh, Castlevania right now. Uh, yes, I totally bought it because of Game Grumps. The original on NES? Yes, the original okay. on NES. I It was just released like two days ago on the 3DS Oh, the virtual uh, console, yeah. eShop, yeah. Oh, eShop. And I have been playing it, and I haven't been really using the save states except for, like, just closing the console down. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's been fantastically fun. And, you know, I get to the end boss, and then I die. So I go back three levels, I get punished, but I work my way back up. And I've been enjoying that quite a lot. Now, it did get frustrating against Frankenstein's monster. But that was okay. You know, I eventually kind of figured out that, unlike the Game Grumps, which, as they showed off, they just kind of stood in one place, whipped, and hoped for the best, I started, you know, dodging the fireballs, finding positional advantages, and had a lot of fun there. Kind of like Smash. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, except for, like, everything is Mario's for- forward air. <laughs> yeah. Because you have to wind it up and then throw it out. Uh, speaking of Mario's forward air, I have been playing Project M. Uh, two weeks ago, I went... Was it two weeks ago? Yep. I went to a tournament, and I won. Well, congrats. Thank you. Uh, and I sandbagged like hell complete and utter just I'm gonna dick around today and well there was one match where I didn't and that was winners finals against uh Rayquaza was his tag some people call him Rayquaza I was about to say like they put freaking Rayquaza in Project M yeah no uh that was his that's his tag he's normally known as Ragequaza but I hear he's chilled out a lot more since the older days Basically, he wall comboed his GameCube controller at one point. <laughs> but anyway, uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, you can actually find the grand final set where I was sort of sandbagging in the commentary. He's just like, dude, he's totally sandbagging right now. I really wish he wouldn't because he might lose the grand final set one, which means we'd have to go into grand final set two. <laughs> and I'm just kind of like, I'm having fun. Shut up. Any experiences sandbagging Panda back in the olden days? No. No. <laughs> I don't sandbag. Oh. Personally, what I do is I just play a character I'm shit at. Ah, yes. That's my sandbagging. There's, actually, I have to tell this because I don't know if I did before, but at in Game 5, I chose Sonic, and the guy who was fighting me was playing straight Sonic the entire way through. And Sonic is a character that, if you don't know how to fight him, he's very hard to fight. And if you do know how to fight him, he's very easy to fight. And then if you're playing with Sonic against someone who really knows how to play Sonic, it's just another character. Thing is, like, he just just trashing people left and right throughout the tournament because no one knows how to fight Sonic yet. Hmm. For some reason. I trashed him 3-0 in winner's finals without a... I wasn't sandbagging, but it was definitely something that was horrible to watch. <laughs> Seriously, Sheik's up tilt is broken. Huh. But uh I looked away from the TV to win. Nice. I'm like 
he's coming at, we're both on our last stock because you know I haven't been doing anything I haven't been wave dashing or anything like that and my sonic wave dashing is really fun and I haven't been doing anything like that and I've got him basically downloaded at this point so it's the final stock I just kind of like I jump I walk away I look at I look over at my opponent and just go goodbye I hit the C stick and he runs right into it <laughs> Because I knew he was going to short hop side B at me. Because that's all he was trying to do. He was doing a lot of aerial spins. So I looked away from the TV and I said goodbye. Because I knew that wh- where this game was going. It was literally one of the saddest moments in my tournament career. <laughs> like a boss. That's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. And uh, one of the greatest things is I was watching the record. And normally I hate watching the records because I'm just like, why didn't I do this? Knowing that you're sandbagging throughout the entire way is really uplifting when you're watching it. Uh, and then I laughed really hard because I'm watching the fi- Grand Finals and you can actually catch me hear- saying that. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm watching, and then I just like, I watch Sonic take two steps and I hear, goodbye, as the, final, <laughs> as the smash hits. I'm like, oh, I'm a dick. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> speaking of being a dick, I'm all about transitions today. Mario Kart 7. It's been out for a while, but, you know, I just bought mine. Been playing with sminges and stuff like that. And it's super fun. The blue shell is no longer an absolute and utter death sentence. How so? How'd they change it? I haven't played it yet. It basically, it hits you like it does, like it would before, you know, it would fly through. But, number one, the blue shell actually, like back in 64, when you send it out, it goes down the middle of the road hitting any opponents who are actually in the center of the stage Hmm. so it's a danger to the entire cast again it doesn't just fly over everyone's heads it's a clear and present threat to everyone between the person who sends the sends it and the person who you know gets hit and then when you get hit it in first place it doesn't send you flying through the sky and then landing and keeping you to a dead halt and you lose all your items. Now, it hits you, and you fling in a random direction. Um, you could fling left, right. Uh, you can also fling forward and backwards. But you don't lose your item that you were carrying. So, you know, if you had a banana peel or a green shell in first place, you can still keep that so no one can combo you with a, oh, he got hit by the blue shell, here's another red shell, and you can't defend yourself. Hmm. Uh, now, you, you keep that. What you keep what you were holding... Unless, of course, you were holding it behind you. You know, right. just holding the button down. Yeah. You'll lose it then, but, you know, that seems fair to me. Plus, right, you get so, that yeah. little... You get, you, keep that, you get that little alarm before it hits you, so you can still drop your items uh, before, before it actually hits. Uh, and it doesn't keep you to a complete and utter dead halt for, like, a half a second. As soon as your wheels are back on the ground, you can keep going. You can start going again. Hmm. So, while it, while it can, you know, change everything... So could a red shell. Right. So it's a little bit stronger than a red shell, uh, but it's no longer the death sentence that it once was. Interesting. Who are you playing yeah. as? Uh, I, when 50cc, I always pick Bowser. Because there's not so much item warfare, and he's got such good speed. But actually, I've been playing Rosalina since I unlocked her. Mm-hmm. Because... Rosalina from uh, Mar- Super Mario Galaxy. 
bells not ringing. She's, She's the princess of the common observatory. Blue dress. Nothing. Kind of looks like Peach. Bleach blonde hair. Ah, yes. Okay. Yeah. Her. Yeah, I use her. Um, but otherwise, I tend to use just Mario because, let's be honest, at Yomacon this year, I might pull off a good Mario. There you go. Maybe we can get Tony to be Luigi. I keep trying to. He'd be a perfect Luigi. He likes Luigi, too, so... I know, and I like Mario. I don't don't like cosplay. Oh, what? (laughs) Random appearance by Tony. I might just just get a quip in every so often. Okay, well, welcome. (laughs) Just out of nowhere, just to... Just some dick response. See, I saw you sneaking, and I thought you were going to be, you know, saying like super saying like, oh yeah, I'm a dick, and you'd be like, yeah, you are. <laughs> I can't even rely on even that. Well, still, be Luigi for Yomacon. Now, I'm going to be actually trying to find myself a good pair of overalls that I'm going to be trying my darndest to get red. Hmm. So, because I want to get, like, everyone's freaking Mario. I want to be fire suit Mario. Oh, I like that I got compliments for my Goku Hot Topic shirt. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, zero effort, yes. Uh, also, I wanted I don't to take... like how you just admitted you start, you uh, shop at Hot Topic. That's <laughs> not something you can say out loud. Oh, they have some nice things. I mean, that's the only place I can really find good. Like it's the only brick and mortar place I can find around here that gives me Don- Doctor Who stuff. And you're doing it again. You're admitting to shopping there. I did not Hipster. admit. Hipster. <laughs> Yo. I, I just said it's it's a nice place that I can find these things, but I never said that I shopped there. I can just see them there. You said admitted to walking in the store. I window that, shopped. That alone, that alone is guilty enough. That's, a, that's probably true. I'm okay. The DVC lanyard I would go back and get. <laughs> Uh, I'll be guilty as charge on this. I, I kind of like Hot Topic. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I have never set foot in there or really any mall brick-and-mortar place such as you, what you speak of. Anyway, what else are you playing? New school and old school. <laughs> I guess so. New blood. Uh, Super Mario 3D, 3D Land. Uh, I kind of... I don't hate it, but it's not that good. Um... Playing through the original eight worlds was okay. It was decent, very easy. Uh, I think by I think I got a hundred lives saved up by the end. I think it was like a hundred and eighteen was well, yeah, the final count. You can also do that with the glitches that are present, where you can get oh, I didn't one ups. I didn't glitch things at all. That was just me running through the game. I did. <laughs> uh, I ran through it and. It was just, it was decent. I do not like what they did with the physics. It's this halfway 3D Mario, halfway 2D Mario, and more than half the time, like, I'm doing these kind of stilted jumps that are just kind of like, I'm going to make this jump. Oh, I'm suddenly, like, if I was standing still jumping. Why? I can understand that. Yeah. Uh, Other weird things are how touchy... uh, turnaround jumps are and for some reason if they give me wall jump if they give me turnaround jump why the hell can't i triple jump can't you no i thought you could nope you always will just regular jump 
And I'm just like, I, I, I miss that so much. Because, you know, while you never really get to the third jump, I always had so much fun with, you know, just ha- changing your jump height because you were triple jumping. Hmm. And I, I could have found... It's been a while since I've played it, but then I just turned it back in. Uh, I also have grabbed three, all three special coins in every level that I've played so far. Nice. When I go through a level, I will always pick up all three coins before I finish the level. And I found out, like, it tracks the progress on the flag. So if you get the one-up flag, the flag turns gold, and you can find out which levels you've done that in. So it gives me another thing to complete. You know, get to the level and get to the gold flag. Hmm. Uh, however, the special worlds, special one, world one, special world two, those are fantastic. They're more difficult. They have you know, gimmicks and special little things, and I'm just kind of like, yes, this is the Mario I remember. You know, your your levels are different. Your levels have gimmicks. There's something new and challenging about them, and they're all kind of like that. And I'm just kind of like, yes, this is the Mario that I wanted. This is the Mario that I remember. The controls kind of still suck, but I can get past that. Well, I mean, hopefully they'll you know, work on a more refined version. Um, and who knows what they have planned for E3. I know they wanted to do the new, you know, the new Galaxy, I guess, for Wii U. But we'll see if they have something else planned for 3DS as well. Yeah, I one thing about the 3DS is that I really hope they start really expanding their eShop. Mm-hmm. Because that thing is... <laughs> Sonic Triple Trouble, Sonic Blast, you have all these Game Gear games. I'm just like, where's the Genesis games? Where's the Super Nintendo games? There's none of those. I'm just kind of like, wow, this is... This is a pretty paltry selection. Yeah, there's, there still really isn't any of the uh, Game Boy Advance games that they handed out to yeah, the ambassadors. Is, so it's crushing me because I'm just kind of like, come on, it's been two years. You guys got them for free. I'm willing to pay money. I think I kind of lost mine when I had to trade in my 3DS for the XL or when I had to trade in the busted 3DS or something like that. I mean, when they pop back up on the shop, I can... They're still attached to my account, so I can get them no problem, but there's not a page that I can really go to anymore to download them. Or I just haven't found it yet. I don't know. It's, Check your download weird. history. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, um, I and you're really playing, playing a couple other games here. Yep. I'm still... I told you I had a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Legend of Zelda, the NES title. Uh, <laughs> I had a pretty amusing little mention. Uh... Man, I just beat the first dungeon, and I only have seven hearts, the white sword, and a couple of other things. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, yeah, because I was feeling lazy. Because <laughs> usually by the time I get to the first dungeon, I have the blue ring, uh, the candle, a red potion, the white sword, somewhere close to 11 hearts. Because I just kind of remember where things are. So, you know, first thing I do is just pick up two hearts right away. And then, you know, if I find some bombs along the way, okay, now there's another two hearts. And then I'll walk over this area, and by this point I've killed everything in sight, so I should have somewhere close to 200-something rupees. That I then stab a couple things, get 250, and pick up the blue ring. And then I'll, and then, and then I'll go and buy, and uh, do the first dungeon. Mo. Well. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think I've ever played the first one. And it's a lot of fun. 
You need to know the secrets, though. And I guess I it kind of harkens back to that, you know, whole retro thing, but... Yeah. I don't know. I kind of somewhat recently, within the last five years, played it for the first time, as in, I'm going to play this and beat it. So I've kind of got that lingering memories. It's like, okay, something special about this screen. Something special about this screen. Hmm. And, uh... However, what's taken me a really long time to play play again is Link's Awakening DX. Yeah. It's been so long since I played this, and I'm kind of... I don't remember a whole lot. Like, I remember some things from an early game, but late game, I have no clue what, what I'm going to be doing. Uh, I just got to, I think, the third dungeon or somewhere near there. I just but- beat the castle. That's around where I got to, and then something messed up with my save when I played it a year ago or so, so I never got back to it. Yeah, uh, like, I've got four golden leaves. I need five, if I recall correctly. But, I yeah. I, say, you have way too much free time. Holy crap. <laughs> you're, you're like, man, I really should have gotten five leaves, five golden leaves instead of the three that I got. I'm, like, I'm just sitting here thinking, oh, I don't have the time to get, like, two. See... The Golden Leaves is just one part of the side quest. You need all five to complete it. And it's not even a side quest. It's part of the main story. And this has... I mean, Legend of Zelda... Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening DX, uh, Castlevania, and a lot of Super Mario 3D Land's special worlds has all been within the last three days. Because oh I God. had them off. Mm. Like, I can... I, I, I play fast. And I play to complete, completion, in a sense. Like, these have all last three days. Castlevania was just me yesterday for two hours. Because <laughs> hmm. I was like, I was well, I was at a friend's place, but uh, he was babysitting his siblings, and we were waiting for his mom to get back because we had plans we were going to do, but that never ended up coming out because she got home at 11. Hmm. Which meant I spent a long time on my Castlevania. I thought like, that, that was all that Castlevania's worth or something. So I've heard bad things with the new Castlevania. Oh, yeah. the new one, yeah. That's why I just play the old ones when I when I can. But yes, that actually rounds out my what are you playing. I don't think I've played anything else, which is kind of nice considering that I should be getting to Borderlands 2 since they've raised the level cap. Yeah, I gotta eventually play that one too. Huh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> man, well, I, just, I mean, when you have about a month to... You know, play all these games. It does rack up the list a little bit. Yep. Uh, yeah. The the only reason I actually have so much time to play them is uh, I have to ride the bus into college, and that's a half an hour drive, or half an hour bus ride. So that gives me a lot of time to just sit there and go through the missions and stuff. Yeah, play a Luigi's Mansion mission. Ha cha cha. That's exactly what I did. <laughs> <laughs> so Panda, what are you playing? So. I don't have a whole lot of time to play games anymore, but uh, I have been playing, I guess, one of the more controversial games mm-hmm. recently, uh, and that is uh, SimCity. SimCity. So, um, yeah. Wow, you were actually playing this. Yes, I guess that's, that's one hot point of, of uh, debate, too, is that I was actually able to play the game uh, to some extent. So, I mean, the first day I got it, I got it, I think, on, on release day. Because I said, screw it. I'm just going to see how bad it really is. If it's just wait to get the game, wait to play the game, you know, I can, I can deal with that. I don't mind. So I, I didn't have to wait in the queue. I instantly started playing, and it was a lot of fun. 
I even went on to Reddit and made a whole thing like, like, what the hell are you guys talking about kind of thing. My first day was excellent. I really enjoyed it a lot. See, and I can't help but remember that you had a similar circumstance with when you played Diablo 3. Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm fairly lucky when it comes to, I guess, launches, poor launches. I guess so. Uh, it doesn't really affect me a whole lot, but that unfortunately didn't stay true for SimCity. So, um, first things first, the game is actually fun. Uh, it's a different style of game. I think a lot of people, including myself, would really appreciate it if they had like a, a one-city version where they didn't put limits and you, you were allowed to terraform yourself. Uh, but I, I kind of like what they've done. Now, I, I can't comment on how the online play is because I think, like many SimCity fans, I don't give a flying F about what your city looks like or what you're doing. Hey, 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 why are you censoring yourself, man? Come on. Welcome to what? Are you playing? I don't know. You don't need to. <laughs> because, because I'm working with patients, I'm not actually allowed to say flying fuck. Uh, uh, it's become more natural to me now. But um, I, I don't give a flying fuck about what, you know, XXX Dark Goku ZZZ does with his city. Uh, I want to make my own cities and manage it myself. So I've been playing by myself, and I'm actually managing four cities on my own. Um, each one of them having their own specialty and stuff like that. Uh, and the game is a lot of fun. I really do enjoy it. There's, I, I don't play for a couple of days, and I'll come back and play for like hours in a row. Then I'll stop playing, and then I'll come back. You know, and, and it actually works to that. But that is when it works. Even now, I'm having difficulty because it just the always online thing isn't what screws with me. It's the the server not saving because it doesn't mm. save it onto your computer. It uses the cloud saving thing, and it makes sense because you can't save it to your computer if you're having a, a dynamic, you know, uh, city on city with someone else's game. Right. Uh, so I understand why it doesn't save my my computer, but it just does such a poor job of saving it that I've literally gone into the game and just had one city that's completely not available for that entire day. Like I couldn't play with it, I couldn't touch it because it's just. It's not loading right now. That was, that was their excuse. It's not loading right now. Seriously. Wow. And then I've come in. I've come in and like had hours reversed on my city. Oh jeez. Which, you know, normally that would that would be like I'm done with this game. But like I screwed up a couple times while doing it, and there's no undo button. So I'm kind of like, okay, I I can learn from my mistakes that I made on my city. I can just not do those again. And I'll I'll inevitably just make another mistake instead and make it even worse but uh, uh but overall i mean when they they're, they're patching it constantly it'll get to a point where it's playable and there's no bugs when it gets to that point i think it's going to be uh a really fun game it's perhaps not a timeless classic like the original sim cities uh, all pretty much were because there's I, I think there's a limit to how much you can do uh and by but you know when they limit you that's when you really strive for perfection and strive, you know, to, to find the ideal thing to do. Mm, and it's yeah. actually, I find it kind of fun, the fact that, that they limited me. Hmm. I can uh, see that. A lot I can of, see that. Yeah. A lot of people say that they don't, they don't like that. Uh, a lot of people complain about that. And, I, and like I said, I think that they should have had a second game mode where you can have a, a city with no limits and just do the old style. But, uh, but I, there are merits to saying that, you know, it's it's fun to be limited in some ways instead of this I guess current game world where everything's unlimited and everything's sandboxy and you know to me 
that's overwhelming, and that just gets very boring very fast when you can do everything and there's no limitations whatsoever. I suppose um, that's, that's why they gave away SimCity 4 for free if you bought yeah. it. So Yeah. I, I ended up choosing uh, Dead Space 3, although I probably will never play it. <laughs> but because mostly I can, I can download SimCity 4 if I want to. Right, yeah. Um, <laughs> fairly easy. And I wouldn't feel bad about it either. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's, that's pretty much been the game I've been playing. I've also, uh, I'm going back and be playing old games too. Uh, I've been playing um, Sim, um, Civ 5. Gods and Kings a oh, bit nice. more too, um, and I can't play that game too often either because when I play with Wu and I only really play it with him, uh, and I backstab him, he's not very happy the rest of the day. <laughs> he doesn't like that. I, I've discovered even even when it's logical, even when he knows why I backstab him, he people don't like getting backstabbed. No, ruin my day. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much. I also got uh, L.A. Noir and uh, GTA Four for like two dollars each. Nice. Off Steam sale, so one of these days I'll I'll double click that on Steam. Um, I really so enjoyed LA Noir, but I think the PC port is kind of shit. So that's. Eh, I, I I'm interested to hear what you think about it when you do get around to it. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know if I'll actually play LA Noir. Uh, GTA Four is more like everyone says it's like the best thing since sliced bread. So I'm like, it's two dollars. I should finally play that game. Yeah. Not because I actually want to play that game. Hmm. Um, then you've and, got five in September, so. Oh, really? It's actually announced for September? I think I saw September 17th or 18th or whatever it was. Yeah, right around there. Hmm. And uh, let's see, League of Legends. Also, uh, I decided I really should go back and play that game again. Uh, I don't like playing it that much anymore because people hmm. suck. And because uh, Anna can't jungle or something. Annie. Annie, Annie can't jungle, yeah. Uh, no, that was an old thing. And actually, They actually uh, addressed my issues uh, quite well. Um, oh. But it's more like I didn't realize. Like, I played the pre-season three. I played, like, six games pre-season three, like, half a year ago, more than that. Uh, and I played it, and it was, I just dicked around. I was like, it doesn't matter, this is pre-season 3, my season 3 won't get affected. And then I go on, and I play it recently again, and I only play like two more games, and then I, it like slots me into a ranking, where it should be play 10 games before it puts you in initial ranking. So, turns out the pre-season 3 counted for season 3. <laughs> and my ranking suffered because of that. So now I'm in Silver 1, which is full of idiots and really bad people. And I'm I should like I play uh with Wu who's platinum and I dominate the people in platinum, given only with one, one my one character who I played like over a thousand games with. But when I play him, when I play Gragas, I can dominate them in platinum easily. You know, it's been, they're nothing. Uh and then I have to go back to silver and try to farm my way up. It's not fun. No. So, so I you know, I'm kinda of pissed off about that and, and the game is a lot less enjoyable because of it. But, uh, uh, what else? I've been playing uh, a lot of fighting games, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess the most recent release uh, is Darkstalkers Resurrection. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, and I, I really enjoyed that, that game a lot. Um, I, I had some old memories. I remember I used to play the wolf, the werewolf guy. and is I that just Talbane, or...? Yep, John Talbain. Yeah, I used to play the werewolf guy, the 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 like Chinese Kempo 
werewolf uh, when I was a kid. And actually, now that I'm playing it uh, again, he's actually the character that I'm, I uh, click the most with, too, still now. Hmm. I think it's interesting. Uh, but it's a very, very uh, original game. Very, um, It's unlike any fighter in a lot of ways. Like Every character has some special things to them. Uh, some characters have super jumps and others don't. It's, they, they don't make it like a mechanic that everyone has. And I think that's, to me, because I'm designing a fighting game, that's, that's very fascinating. And actually, uh, we're taking uh, that concept as well uh, and integrating it into our game, too. Every character we're going to introduce, because our game is going to be um, introducing a character every month or two, a new character. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so it's only, it's only a launch of like three, four characters. And then every month or so, we're going to have a schedule where we release uh, a character. Uh, and we're going to make them very unique. We have a lot of, lot of uh, different and interesting systems in our game that you've never seen in any fighting game before because of the game we're basing ours off. And uh, it's, it's really... Darkstalker has really uh, opened my eyes to how creative I can get. I can give every character different jumping mechanics. I can give them you know, um, different gravity. I can give them, you know, some people can combo off of aerials, other people can't. Like, it's, it's just, as a, de- as a person who's now approaching game design for the first time in my life, uh, it's a very, very fascinating game. Hmm. Now, I have to ask, because the, the thought popped, just, just popped in my head, this kind of project, I don't want to necessarily compare it, but it sounds, in a way, because you're saying it's, you know, a popular franchise and all, uh, you had the whole My Little Pony Friendship is Magic thing happen where we are people in exact charge... Same, exact same engine and uh-huh. everything as the My Little Pony guys. Do you yeah. see yourself encountering the issue with the franchise you are working on? And you know, don't say specifics or anything, but do you see that being an issue, like how Hasbro kind of got a little butthurt about using that yeah. franchise? Of course, but our franchise... Uh, that we're using, they are very, very, very supportive of fan projects. Okay. Uh, and you know, they even have like a, a whole thing dedicated to fan projects. Every every uh, couple weeks, they release a, you know a video showing off fan projects. Uh, they are very into it. That said, I think the only way that they would say no, you guys can't make this game, is if they're making it too. Right. Uh, That's true. I don't know. If, I don't like think they are because they it's a different genre altogether, but. There are a lot of people in the fighting game community that actually end up joining this company uh, that I know work for them. Okay. Um, and uh, it, I don't know. I don't think they'll give us a, a C&D. Uh, but that's definitely something we have to account for. And worst case scenario, uh, well, one of our plans, if they do C&D us, is to release the game but make them Wario-style characters where they have mustaches and slightly different names. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good solution. No, I thought I'd ask. It's a it's an important question. No, it's it's a very valid question, and that's the first thing anyone that joins our project asks is, you know, what do you guys aren't you guys worried about this? And you know, mm-hmm. based on their history of supporting, uh, you know, fan projects and their fan art and everything like that, uh, I think I think we're in the clear. I think maybe. All right, but good, uh, good. you should see some of the stuff we have, man. We have I'm I'm managing a team of about ten people. Uh-huh. Uh, and we have like a South Korean artist that will just knock your socks off, and we just have really incredible work done on the game right now. That's fantastic. I'm, I'm really happy so far, but considering that we're not paying anybody either. Right. Mm. Right. Yeah. And uh, to answer the question, uh, yes, I have played Skullgirls. Um, I don't like it a whole lot. 
Oh, the reason I had to ask it was because, like, I didn't know if you already talked about it because I had to run away real quick. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like, uh, I will probably get the new DLC characters and stuff. Um, I think those they're interesting with different, really unique mechanics, and that's, you know, intriguing to me. So I'll check it out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's the, this section, honestly, for me, should be what what should I be playing more yeah. than what am I playing? You know, like, right. what should I be playing? Oh, I don't know, DMC, um, Metal Gear Solid, Revengeance. Uh, <laughs> what else is there? Oh, uh, Fire Emblem. I have a 3DS. I've never played anything on it um, because nothing interests me. Although Luigi's Mansion looks good. Uh, I have the Super Paper Mario. Still haven't played that yet. Um, <sighs> that's a, that was an I'm interesting getting, game there. <laughs> I'm going yeah. to rent it I'm yeah. going, so I can get my opinion of it. Uh, and what else is there? Um, God, there's so many games that are coming out. Bioshock Infinite, my brother bought it, uh, so I'm going to wait for him to finish it and then send it over to me from Minneapolis. Because mm-hmm. um, he decided to get on the Xbox. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? <clears throat> and uh, what else? Man, there's just, there are just way too many games. Like, oh, Etrian Odyssey came out oh, too. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. that. Um, there is, uh, oh, the God of War Ascension. That came out too. It did. Um, that got good reviews, I think. Pretty, pretty good. Not as good as the originals, but pretty good. Oh. Um, you know, there's all these games that that I should be playing, and I'm not playing any of them. Um, well, you've got your fingers in someone's brain. Eh. Well, soon I will. Yeah. I've actually taken this month off, and then I have next month off, and then I have uh, half of June off too. So this is actually my my last summer vacation. Oh. Wow. And you're going to be working on a fighting game. That's quite a way to spend it. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I could probably pull up some art so, so you guys can talk about how awesome it looks like, but not actually reveal what it is. Oh, there you go. That's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, don't want to, I don't want the surprise spoiled. I want to find out what everyone else does and then report on it. Quote, unquote, report. Are you, are you sure? <laughs> I could I give you a sneak preview of, of some of the art that we have for it. Hmm. I do I'd want to see some of the fan. art, but you said not to spoil the surprise. Or yeah, is that but not I mean, possible. It's no. I mean, this art will reveal to you what the game is based off of, of course. But uh, it's up to you. Hmm. Now I'm kind of curious. I, I, I'll have you let go of the left click, and I've, I've already dragged it into the box. Oh. Do it. Do it. Let's let's make it a podcast special. So uh, that's ah, one of. Oh them. goodness. That's amusing. Isn't it? I just I'm I'm making my own assumptions from the file name. Yep. Yeah. God, again, I can't get. That's I can't get it because we're not contacts, but that's that's good. Right. Uh, it's, we it's, have very interesting mechanics because of the yeah. game that we're basing it off of. We have the mechanics from that game in a fighting game. Mm. Uh, so it's it's really interesting, and I think a lot of fun. And you know, I'm I'm actually going by the mantra: simple. But deep. That's a, uh, a simple game. To do, yeah, that, yeah. No, like a person that has never played a two D fighter before could pick up, play, enjoy, and do everything. There's no, there's very little technical barrier. It uses smash controls for a lot of the specials. Oh, there you go. That's uh, perfect. Yeah, I will and, play and, this but, game. But it has to be deep too. So we want it uh, to be. So anyone that's a competitive fighting game player could sink their teeth into and really enjoy. That's hard, by the way, to do. Hmm. But uh, so far, the response from people that have played it is uh, 
is pretty positive because we have some systems in it that um, make it so the game is very uh, friendly to new players. Um, there's an auto combat system from Persona 4 Arena that we that oh, nice. we lifted. Yeah, we lifted and made and, and increased the depth of it too. So uh, yeah, but that's that's uh, I'm I'm really excited about that personally. Very cool. I, this this download's taken a while, and it's almost there, and I'm I'm really curious because I'll just say you know by the well let's see what it is here. You get to preview. This is a character splash art. Right. Oh, that's hmm. no. Don't open Photoshop. I don't want to open <laughs> Photoshop. That's running computer resources. Are you kidding me right now? Okay, well, it's being slow. Come on. Building suspense for the podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Oh. That looks very good. Yeah, I was when she sent that to us, I was just, my socks just flew off of my feet. It was just incredible. Mm-hmm. I would say I thought it was something different based off of the uh, the name, but I do not want to say what it was just because spoilers for You really thought it was something different the game was based off of or what it was going to be like? Um, based off of the character's name. Here, I'll, I'll type what I thought it was in the chat. What? Oh God. I said it was a, it's a gaming <laughs> franchise. Who the hell would make a fighting game out of that? I, it would be pretty great, though. Oh, That's, my God. That's silly. That is silly. I, you, sir, are a silly man. I am silly. Uh, oh. <laughs> well, how about the games I have been playing? Well, um, several. First, uh, I finished Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. That was pretty much the day of last week's pod or last month's podcast. So, very, very good game. Um, I think I've got you know my brother playing it now. Very complicated. Uh, narrative arc, you know, very based in, you know, time, uh, different timelines, and you're jumping and carrying this information to new timelines so that you can progress, and very, very well written. Um, if you enjoy, or you play games for narratives, the uh, Nine Hours, Nine Persons, Nine Doors, and then also this Virtue's Last Reward is part of the Zero Escape series. It's a, a game you have to check out. Wait, um, say, say this title again? Zero Escape, Virtue's Last Reward. And what is this for? It's for 3DS and Vita. Okay, that it's, is the next game I'm playing. You said it's made by the same people as the the Nine Doors Nine it's Hours thing. Direct sequel. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know this. Thank yeah, you very it much. It came out last fall. Um, it's longer and it has like 24 different endings, so it's more than just the six. Holy shit! Are you serious? Yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Um, that sounds fucking fantastic, yes. Yeah, um, and it's definitely more rewarding if you played the original 999. A lot of things carry over, and it's just... You get the more just... If you just played Virtue's Last Reward, it's just, okay, yeah, that, that's pretty cool. But then it's like, mind blown kind of thing if you know the 999 canon and events. So that one, I'll... I'll text that title to you or something so you don't forget it. I, I just, I just, I found it on Amazon. It's, it's going in my cart along with uh, Fire Emblem, which I've been meaning to buy. Uh, and these things will happen. These games will be played. 
Good shit. I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm glad you've heard of it because not a lot of people have, and they're like, you know oh. what? I honestly think this is one of my favorite genres uh, of all time. Is this kind of story? It's kind of Phoenix Wright storytelling yeah. style, you know. Well, I mean, you say it's you know, if you say visual novel, you know, superhero yeah. thinks it's a different kind of. Oh yeah, genre. totally, always. But it's you, you sick bastards. It's visual novel, like graphic it's, adventure. See, Real people like reading. We are real people. There you go. And it's weird that I like reading like this style, but then you give me the the print Even book, and books. it's just like <laughs> it's like a whole other challenge. Um, it sounds like it gives you constipation or something like. That. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also wanted to play Devil May Cry, and that was on my uh, five, you know gaming resolutions for this year, but I, I play the first Devil May Cry, and it's not a game that has aged well over the years. Uh, granted, it you know did do a lot of things for the action video game hack and slash kind of genre gameplay, um, but I found that I'm not too big on the hack and slash. Um, so I basically watched the cutscenes in a mix of gameplay for the first four <laughs> games. I enjoy the the story and the canon and the events, although 2 sucked. I know everyone says 2 sucked, but what was the point of 2? It feels so inconsequential to everything else. Even 4 had, like, connections to, you know, previous games. 3 was my favorite as far, in terms of story. Even 1 was a little iffy on story parts, but it makes more sense when you connect it to the other games. Um, I'm debating whether I want to rent or just watch the reboot of DMC, because it is a reboot after all, but then again, it's probably the same kind of basic gameplay, and it was the kind of repetitiveness of the gameplay that I did not particularly enjoy. I so, think it's very Japanese style, because while it was repetitive, it was a high skill cap, Yeah. so you could truly improve uh, and, and you would feel that you were getting better as your combos got better. If you didn't get that sense of self-progression, then the game failed you. But if you put the time into it, you'd start getting that sense. But it's definitely, you're right, it is kind of repetitive uh, in a lot of ways. But that's that's where the, um, I guess, depth of the hack and slash for DMC as a series specifically comes in. Yeah. Right. I know DMC 3 tended to slog once you got eaten by the whale. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I guess so. Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah, that happened, didn't it? It was a weird thing. <laughs> like, oh, I guess I got eaten by that thing. I mean, there there were games I wanted to experience, and so I I guess now I have. Granted, I I cannot say I beat them, obviously, but, you know, I, I watched them, I experienced them. And, like, for me, when I started my gaming quote-unquote career, if you can even call it, because that's BS, but... There are so many titles to catch up on and to experience that I just don't have the time to play them all anymore. So, uh, zero or not zero punctuation. Extra credits did a really good, um, you know, feature on this, and it was their first episode of their season six about intrinsic and extrinsic value in games, and really all about you know should really be playing the games that you feel like you get a value out of. And so I definitely, you know, that resonated with me pretty well. And they've been doing some really good episodes lately. Um, I also, I beat To the Moon. And To the Moon is a game that is on Steam. Um, Indie game maker. 
um, who used the RPG Maker engine, I believe. But really, the narrative is the strength of this game, and it's only a four-hour long game. But yeah, the, the story really drives the experience. The controls are a little iffy at times. You know, you're clicking a certain point on the screen to have the character move to it, and you know that's basically the extent of the gameplay. You're finding different items that will link you to memories. The concept of the story is that you're these two scientists who you take contracts to help elderly people who are on their deathbeds, you know, relive their, you know, just live their dying wish, to make their dying wish come true. And so you do that basically by reverse engineering the story in a way using this technology that allows you to access their memories and then go deeper and deeper into their memories, you know, experiencing what they experienced throughout their life and then planting this idea at the earliest point possible so that it could be the motivating force to actually become true. So this guy wanted to go to the moon, and so you try to place that idea, but he had a complicated relationship with his wife and you know other such traumas. So really good experience, especially for four hours. Um, he's working on a sequel, I think, and like a prequel to the sequel that should be out this year before the actual sequel. So he does really great work. Um, it was a you know, great experience, but you know, kind of using the basic sort of set of tools. What is a prequel to a sequel? An interquill. I, okay. I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, so because it's like after it's the first game. It's after the first. The... It's after the first game, but I think it sets up the case for the second game. So like, it's it's, it's going to involve I think the client of the second game, but kind of more story elements for that client, I guess. It's you know, like still doesn't make any sense. I, I know. It, Lion it's called King, a... Lion King 2, and then you had the Lion King 1 and a half. No, that never happened. Nope. <laughs> the one he's working on is called A Bird Story. So, I don't know. Something to look out, look out for. Uh, I beat Tomb Raider. Very, very Uncharted-like. Um, but it did do certain things better. Although, you know, the, like, the character development with Lara Croft is, is better than it is with Nathan Drake. Um... But I just overall liked playing Uncharted more. I guess you could say the shooting, the, fir- the third-person shooter engine for Tomb Raider was better, and it do- does look very good at points, Tomb Raider does. Um, overall, I just like Uncharted more. I guess it's you know, maybe my first experience with those kind of things, but like that kind of gameplay. Uh, but Tomb Raider was very, very good, especially considering I had never played a Tomb Raider game before. So this re- reboot kind of you know, resonated well with me. I, I think I played it in the span of a day. And that was you know like my day off and wanted to play that one. Although they do some things like hunting mechanics in the beginning to you know hunt animals that end up being you know, very unnecessary. And then there's the kind of story aspect where you know Lara's you know becoming the Tomb Raider, you know kind of her her beginning story in a way. And it, it's such a big deal when she makes her first kill, and it should be, you know, kind of acts as if it's traumatizing. But then, you know, she's popping the heads off of guys, you know, at the end of the game, no problem. So there's a kind of logical disconnect there, I suppose. Have you ever killed someone before? No. Nope. If you have, because if you have, that makes perfect sense. I pop off heads all the time now. Like neuro- <laughs> neurologically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know what I was saying. I just say things. They just come out. See, I just thought of like the uh, in the trauma center games where it's like you, you failed, and then the doctor spiraled into deep depression. 
Dun, dun, dun. No. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Although it can sometimes. When you like a patient, you're like, well, that sucks. And then you move on. Mm-hmm. We're very cold people. Video games help. There you go. Hmm. I beat also Gravity Rush on PlayStation Vita. Um, it's not the best game on Vita, but it takes a concept and you know executes it rather well. The idea of if you were a character that you could change, you know, the angle of the gravity which you fall at at any time, uh, and that's how you, you traverse a big world or use it in battle. Um, it kind of just gives you new ways to play with, you know, three dimensions in a way. Um, of course, you can revert the, gra- the gravity to what it regularly is at any time, and you only have a gravity gauge that can last for so long, but it gets pretty quickly refilled, so it's not really a big issue. Uh, ultimately, you can, you know, boost certain things like how slowly the gauge decreases, how quickly it recovers, your health, etc. Um, the story was kind of a mess, though. Just a lot of things were kind of left hanging there, or suddenly you introduced this antagonist that really had no bearing on the rest of the story at all and didn't feel like an imposing threat at all. Um, I think it was just more playing with the idea, and it did that rather well, but didn't feel totally fleshed out. But for the Vita and its current software struggles, I think it's um, you know a very worthy play, especially if you have PlayStation Plus and it's part of the free game collection there. Although the soundtrack... Uh, is done by the same person who works on the One Piece soundtrack. So, very nice orchestral tunes there. Oh, uh, how was the atmosphere? Cause that's that's what really interested me. Oh, the atmosphere was pretty good. Um, I wish you had fought different variations of the enemies because they're called the Nevi and they're just these dark shadow forms that have these glowing red points. But you have four different environments, and they kind of go from old city to industrial club city area to industrial city and then you know finally like big metropolis sort of city so the styling that they do with the like cell shading anime kind of sketch it's a, it's a french a french anime style or something like yeah, that yeah it's, it's, yeah it's it's different and it yeah. it works rather well for that and then they tell the story like cutscenes and all through kind of comic panels which was unique and then it also integrates the vita's tilt mechanics so when you're viewing these pages you can kind of like tilt the Vita to get different angles of those panes that was an interesting concept I mean considering other games for Vita that use or try to use the new features and don't do that well like the Uncharted game for Vita kind of tries to force those mechanics so you hardly you well no there were a couple things in Gravity Rush that tried to force the issue with the touchscreen a little bit but nothing too extreme I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily a must-play on Vita now that I've you know thought you know had the time to think and think about it. Um, but you know, it's it's if you're looking for things to play on the Vita, it's a good choice there. And finally, Bioshock Infinite. Um, this no spoilers. Is, of course, no spoilers. This is a game you want to experience, especially if you enjoyed you know the first Bioshock first two Bioshocks, but certainly the first Bioshock because Irrational Games, Ken Levine made both of those. Two was kind of an in-between title that a different team worked on. Um, This is my game of the year contender so far, and granted, there are a lot of games still to come out this year that could take that away. You have The Last of Us. People could be, you know, 
in love with Grand Theft Auto V. There's Watch Dogs that's still slated to come out this year. But as far as a video game and what it can do for a narrative and what sets it apart from other media, especially with the first-person immersion, this isn't a game that you want to rush through and be like, Call of Duty, first-person shooter, rat-tat-tat. For a Bioshock game, it's certainly all about... Is that what Call of Duty is in your mind? Rat-tat-tat, yes. Because then you also have the the vigors, which are the plasmid equivalent and special powers and all that. I didn't use all those too much, but then again, I was just trying to go through the story and experience it. It's a, it's a world you can get lost into. I think it's a more interesting environment than Rapture. Uh, Columbia plays a lot of plays off of a lot of American exceptionalism, religious heavy religious themes, racism, um, and it's it's a bold step for a game to try to tackle those in such a balanced way that it ultimately um you know handles it but it's it is all about the ending in a balanced way again um well i don't want to necessarily delve into that because that might be spoiler territory um but it's it's not all yeah those people on the right they sure do suck it's not not all <laughs> um, the ending is where it's all about, though. And again, no spoilers, but it's been getting a lot of write up in quote unquote gaming journalism, and it's it's one of the best ones I can remember. Um, it just it it has a lot of meaning to it on a whole lot of levels, and I was I was very surprised by the things that it did i'm gonna try to be very vague here but i think this is a game that at the very least you need to rent very soon um if you're you're a person who has time to work through and play games and all that finish the one you're working up right now and then put bioshock infinite at the top of that list uh this is one you do not want spoiled for you this is one that's going to be, I think, talked about for years to come. And I get to write a final paper about it for my last grad school class in you know, a week from Tuesday. So that's going to be interesting. Hmm. Um, I put the question here in the outline, what's next? As far as you know, games you're thinking of playing next. For me, <laughs> I get to go from To the Moon to Bioshock Infinite and then Telltale's The Walking Dead is next on my list. Uh, and I, I was... I wanted... Was that? You haven't played that at all? Not even nope. one episode? Nope, not yet. No. I, I have had it for a while, and I haven't played games for the last week, because I knew I wanted to play that, but I did not want to get sucked in when I have these these couple weeks left in my semester. And then, you know, I have... Uh, thesis creative project to do which i still have to narrow down but i'm excited to reveal that once it's official to this community because it should be an interesting project um but yeah walking dead is up next for me to play and i have to you know, say telltales because they put out that first person shooter game the activision published one and that looks terrible that just yeah. it's really bad also it's, I mean, it looks hilarious though i mean have you seen <laughs> the bugs it's just I just laughed my ass off when I saw that. Yeah, that's. I guess that's kind of the same vein of Aliens Colonial Marines with those funny... No, nah, that was just... Um, also, Okami Den came in on Gamefly, so that's the portable title I'll have to get to. Because Okami, 
was great when I played it about a month ago or so. That Wait. was awesome. I, I finally got to playing Okami last month. That's awful. You should feel bad. I played the HD version, and I loved it, but now I have to play Okami Den. <laughs> Which I hear it kind of does some things to mess with the canon in not a good way, but it's still a good game from what I hear. Uh, yeah. Super, anything that is next on your list? Uh, I guess either Gears of War 3, ju- or Gears of War Judgment, or Bioshock Infinite. Mm. It's one of those two. Or I might end up somehow getting my hands on another 3DS game because there's a lot of those that I want to play. Yeah. I have. I don't really plan these things. They just sort of happen. Anything you want to throw in on this kind of list, Panda? Or you're just busy with yeah, research? I, I, listen, I already listed all the things that's, that need to be That's playing, true. Yeah, you gave me my next game, the Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Hell yes. That's that. That. that is, it's so good. Oh, I wish I could talk about spoilers and all that, but I can't. There's there's tons. Um, we got about 15 minutes left of the show. Let's get to mail time. We just got a letter. 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 Wonder who it's from. The first question comes from Missing No. Any Smash 4 predictions for E3? Uh, I think we'll see the trailer. Yeah, I, I feel like they're they're gonna reveal it. Yeah, um, but I don't know if it's gonna be good. That's that's the real question, right? I'm I'm that's wondering a, about third party characters myself about yeah. Smash Four. Will Snake and Sonic be returning? I don't know, uh, but I I think a pretty fair bet we're going to see some sort of Namco Bandai character show up. You think? Yeah, uh, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. Yeah. Maybe just perhaps. Just but, maybe. Uh, but it, it, I think they're gonna re- announce that character in the E3 v- trailer. I think that sounds about I, right. I would, I would be very uh, happy if they kept Snake because you know I play Snake. Snake, Snake right? Uh, but do you guys think that they're gonna keep Snake? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Tank? No. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doubtful. I'm I'm only doubtful because I think that they maybe it won't be Snake, but maybe we'll see Big Boss in a sense. Hmm. It won't uh, be Solid Snake. It'll be Big I, Boss. Snake to me, Snake. that's roughly the exact same thing. But well, you uh, know, Solid Snake's just the dominant genes. Well, I guess David Hayter not returning that. for five. So yeah, exactly. David Hayter wouldn't be voicing Big Boss, uh, which which would be kind of sad. But yeah. uh, I wouldn't mind Big Boss in the game. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, but have you guys read that recent thing Sakurai said, uh, or like like in one of his um, polls, or uh, not polls, one of his uh, Famicom articles, whatever that, uh, not Famicom, that ma- magazine. Famicom? Yeah, mag- yeah, that's it, Famicom. It's close enough, right? The one about his uh, arm? Uh-huh. What? The one, the one about his arm? His hand is no, no, not about him masturbating too much. That's really <laughs> different. Uh, He's a trackball to do it now. No, it's about uh, he like someone says, "Oh, I play Brawl online now, uh, and everyone plays with no items, and on only a few stages, oh, and it's yeah. so so not fun." Mm-hmm. And then he's like, "Yeah, I agree. It's so not fun at all." 
like people shouldn't be able to play it. It's like, are you freaking like I'm look I'm just like looking at the screen. I'm like, are you really that dumb? Like people like that. People that's why they play it. Some people don't like it. A lot of people do like it. Let us play your game the way we are want to play it. And he's like talking about how he wants to limit the ability to do stuff like that instead Fun of is such a subjective like word. It's I mean like it's just I just look at that. I'm like you're doing it wrong. You're doing game design wrong. Like are you that dumb? That you can't like you can't acknowledge that people like playing your game in a different way. It is a substantial community. Like when I played by myself with with my friends before I discovered there's a competitive community. We all came to the same conclusion. Like everyone on our floor, even in college, before college, with my high school friends, we all didn't like items. Hmm. And certain stages, we we're, we're not going to play in poke floats. No one plays in poke floats. You you do that as a joke to screw mm-hmm. people. You don't do that because you actually want to play in that stage. No one does. You know, it's, it's that kind of thing. It's like, we, we came to that conclusion naturally amongst friends that we enjoyed stocks and we enjoyed no items. Yeah. Yep. Well, it sounds exclusionary but, to try to think that this is what fun will be as opposed to the diverse options. And he put options in Brawl that were the wrong kind in a way. Yes. Um, yeah. Another question where I was considering for mail time, which I might as well bring up here, you know, the Project M guys, they had their April Fool's joke. Yeah, and it was like, oh, turbo out. mode and that, you know, all these specials are cancelable, kind of like what Super mentioned last time on this podcast for the uh, Melee Impossible combo video. But yep. they, you know, kind of took the fan feedback and said, oh, yeah, we'll actually release this. It'll be something you can trigger in Special Brawl. You can turn it on or not. Some mm-hmm. people will think that's fun. Some may not. But to give the option is better game design to encompass a wider range of people who want to play your game. Absolutely. Would have been so hard to turn off tripping. Because <laughs> that's fun, guys, right? La, 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 la. Yeah, I don't think he can, he can manage to save that. I think that's out. I mean, it's, it's one thing he's not doing the balancing anymore. That's nice. So hopefully the balance will be a little bit more, you know. Not Meta Knight? Yes. Precisely. Uh, but at the same time, he's still in charge of like what, like how the online works and shit like that. So if he's going with his ideals of it can't be fun to play with no items, then we might have an even worse game than Brawl for the Smash community, which is, is very saddening and disheartening. But yeah. Oh, well, we have Project M. Yeah, yeah. I do think a trailer is a definite um, demo, maybe, but... I'm I'm still thinking like this is maybe holiday fourteen at the earliest. When you consider like how long it takes to develop a Smash game, I don't know, eleven months. <laughs> but I mean, considering to the make size a good one, time, like he has a huge team, uh, even bigger than he had before, yeah. and he has Namco, who, I mean, by getting them on board, supposedly will make it more. Uh, quicker or faster to, to do in general because they are the experts, quote-unquote. Yeah. Uh, and well, I, I agree with your assessment, though. 2014 is probably a pretty safe bet. Yeah. Well, let's go with this for a prediction. If a Namco, Namco Bandai character is revealed with this kind of trailer, if we think akin to the very first Brawl trailer, which character would it be? Pac-Man. Yeah. Uh, Pac-Man's the first one I think of, too. Oh god, I would hate to see Pac-Man. I know, but it's I would hate. I think uh considering that the one of the project leads from Namco works exclusively on the Tales series, I think we might see 
Kratos, Orion, or Lloyd Irving. I, I would really, so. I would really put money on either Lloyd or Kratos because they are toting Kratos around all the Tales games. I think he like cameos in almost all of them. I, I think it would be a great choice. I think it would fit well, but I think it doesn't have the appeal, the international appeal. Mm-hmm. And, I agree. You know, yeah. well, neither did Mars. But I mean, it's just I don't know. I don't think I don't really feel like I feel like they would waste that slot if they put a Tales character there for a business perspective. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel like I want to get the game less if Pac-Man's in it. Just like uh, you know, why, you know why the would Pac-Man I... that I'm thinking uh, he would probably put in, or would be a good idea to put in, would be uh, the Pac-Man from Street Fighter Cross Tekken. I thought you yeah. might. <laughs> because no, think about it. It's it's a combination of Pac-Man and Tekken. You know, so it it's kind of it's. I think that would be a good idea for them to put in. And I mean, plus, what is Pac-Man gonna do? Bite you? You know, it's waka waka. See, I thought you were either going to say that or Pac-Man 2, where he walked around and talked and did that, that ridiculous stuff, yeah. Uh, you know, actually, it would be kind of cool would, if you could play, like, a, a Ice Climber-style character, but with four, and you could play all the ghosts at the same there time. There you go. That'd be kind of cool. Now we're talking. Yeah, sure. Four ghosts, and everyone plays the ghosts. So you have 16 characters on the screen just jumping Show off around. what the Wii U can do. Yo, they have that speed update. Yeah, they do. I, I just saw it say it looks pretty impressive. I think Although, a Soul Calibur character is more likely than a Tails character, though. To be honest, I, I wanted to mention. Uh, yeah, I thought about Soul Calibur, but I don't yeah. think we'd see because, like, the Soul Calibur character everyone thinks of immediately is Nightmare. Sick and I, I thought of Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, so I think Ivy your argument is kind of defunct there. Well, no, I mean like. Their entire their logo. It is it's their, their logo is yeah, it is Nightmare. And I, I too think of Siegfried because that's who I used. Yeah. And some people think of Ivy or Taki for reasons. Reasons. Taki. Two of them. Yes. Two very. Two very bouncing good reasons. <laughs> yes. And those impossible, like, clothes that boob socks. Is basically what we're getting at. Yes. Yeah. I'm not entirely sure how that would work, but I, I, I don't think we'll see any of those. So, like, you basically get, as far as iconic characters go, Nightmare, who I don't think Nintendo would want in their Smash game. I mean, you could see Siegfried, but, I mean, he's not as iconic. He's just kind of no, the no, pretty boy in armor. But, I mean, I actually would say a Tails character, to me at least, would be more likely than... than uh, a Soul Calibur character. Well, this is true. If you're thinking from a Japanese audience perspective, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The thing is, yeah. for for me, it's like Tails is big in Japan, so that one's pretty. I mean, that would be pretty good. Uh, same way with the whole Fire Emblem getting Marth and Roy in the fir- in the first melee game, and furthermore, Pac-Man shown up in the Capcom game, Street Fighter games. I don't know if Nintendo would want him. Hmm. It's an interesting know. thought. It's like Pac- Pac- Pac-Man's had his day in the other games. And, you know, Lloyd Irving, he's showed up in the Nintendo-only Soul Calibur Legends game. So you know, he, that game was kind of awful, but at the same I will time, tell you, I will tell you, this kind of goes in line, I think, with um, possibly revealing the third-party character or a third-party character that makes people really excited. Maybe not Pac-Man, because I, won't, I don't think people will get excited about that. But uh, 
I think they're gonna have to because the Wii U sucks. Right now, it's it's in dire straits. Yes, the Wii U is bad. The games for it aren't good. It's it's dying. They need Smash. I mean, they I need hate, any I first like party it. thing. They need Pikmin three. Yes, any game out there right now that it's in their launch window supposedly. But yeah. personally, I think that Smash is the game that they need because that's the game that everyone will buy a Wii U for. I hate the idea of the Wii U. I do not want to support Nintendo making consoles anymore. I've, I've been on this before. I think that they're going to stop making consoles after maybe the next one. I think I gonna, but, uh, and people are now finally starting to talk about that. Maybe they should stop. And I think they should because playing a Mario game on, on Sony or, or Xbox, I think would be fine. Uh, and you only they, you play their consoles for the first party games. It's kind of silly that they're even making consoles. But even though I have those beliefs, I, I have to buy a Wii U for Smash. Right. It's going to sell so much uh, Wii U, so many more Wii U. So I think they're going to have to announce it soon to get mm-hmm. people hyped up about it, to get people more interested in the Wii U. Mm-hmm. On that note, uh, I didn't mention before, you guys are saying holiday 2014. I'm actually thinking holiday 2013. If they might, on that note, they might. I thought about that after we talked about it. I was like, you know what? They really need it now. They yeah. might have to push it up, you know? I, I could see a lot of development being focused on Smash. And like I said, Melee will have a development time, a development hell of 11 months. And this one started sometime last year. By the time E3 hits, I think we're, it's already going to be past a year. I think 18 months is a healthy development cycle. I'll give you this caveat. Only if they do put the work into DLC, patches, expansions, yeah. what have you. Because you can't rush a game like that, like Brawl, even though it was pushed back a couple times, and then just leave it on the vine. Yeah. Not in Brawl... today's digital age, etc. Yeah. I, honestly, I feel like Brawl got worse because it had the three-year development time. Mm. Yeah, uh, I, they overthought a lot limits. of things. Yeah, yeah. The but I mean, limits... then again, they're not developing one game; they're developing two games. Right, right. It's but... going to come out at the same time as the 3DS uh, Smash. I would hope, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure if that's going to be a thing. But well, no, I would they, hope. they said they're making two. Like, they're... I know they're making two, but I don't think that it's technically necessary that they come at the same time. That's true. Maybe it'll take sales away from the Wii U, so then maybe they'll mm-hmm. want to delay the 3DS one or make it come out earlier. Like one of the two. Cause I think 3DS one would be easier to, to develop. You know, so one maybe thing, they want to put that out earlier and then Smash Four later. Yeah. I don't know. I would think that the 3DS version would come out first, and then when the Wii U version comes out, they're also going to say, "Hey, look, this version comes with this character." It depends right, on their right. strategy for what they plan on doing because there's the thought going about that the 3DS version would be one that you can kind of customize and develop your own kind of character and that would be something you can take to the Wii U version. So if mm-hmm. they're borrowing that, it kind of makes sense to get the jump on the 3DS version first and then right. introduce the Wii U, but I don't know if you have that time. It definitely needs it. It really makes me excited for Smash Talk once we actually know more information, but you got to keep the show moving for Panda's sake here. The next question from yeah. Kind King one what do you think of the new Mewtwo-like Pokemon? It's a thing. <laughs> it yeah. is a thing. I, I looked at it, and I was looking at it, and I'm just kind of like, he's got... I mean, what's with all the legendary Pokemon with phallic heads? <laughs> I guess so, yeah. I, I, I haven't noticed that before. Dialga? Come on. 
I was kind of amused by the discussion of did Mewtwo and Jesse just have a baby? Yes. Jesse from Team Rocket. I, well, yes. My first thought was like they just they got Mewtwo and they're like, how can we make Mewtwo cooler? I know. Let's have him go Super Saiyan three. <laughs> that was my initial thought. And granted, they haven't said they haven't said a name. They haven't said if it's directly related to Mewtwo. Just that it it kind of looks like someone a you know, familiar Pokemon, or they haven't said if it's a new form and all that. Although I think I'm really tired of those forms. I I am too, and that's I'm. If there were other Pokemon that you could kind of borrow this concept, I liked in Gen Four when you did the expansions of evolutions from older Pokemon. That's fine, but. I think the reliance of this stuff on, you know, these legendary Pokemon, and to go back to something that is, is so iconic, I get trying to breathe new life into the series, but I don't think forms are necessarily the way to do it, if that's the case. And according to the different leaks that came out of Japan, this was called the Godspeed form over there. So I think Pokemon companies is kind of trying to keep tight lips about the whole situation. I just find it funny that for... WTF Pokemon, what we're doing next is the Mewtwo Returns special. And I'm like, oh, how about that? And here's some Mewtwo-related news. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not crazy about it. Form? Like, the, there are multiple forms for some, some, you know? Yeah. Could be. I don't know. It's possible. I, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan. <laughs> and, I'm uh... Not- against it i think honestly that's a great way of injecting new life into very popular things and i think people are against it because it's new i think they're like oh god why you know why would you ruin my childhood like this but from their perspective and their standpoint i think it's it's actually a good move if it's an if it's a new pokemon and they name it mew 3 kill it with fire nah man it's majin 2 (laughs) majin 2 what what is majin it looks like it, way too much like Majin Buu. Oh. Uh, yeah, it kind of does. It, one way or another, I think it looks like a DBZ character. Maybe they're releasing it because the new DBZ movie came out. There you go. Which, by the way, there's a new Super Saiyan form. No, well, yeah, there you go. Super Saiyan Perfect. God. Ah, that's funny. On its own, yeah. it's a cool design. I just do not like that it's related to Mewtwo. No, no, I never said it's a cool design. Now, don't, don't put words in my mouth. I'm putting words in my own mouth. He looks ugly. Keep putting things... Stop putting things in your mouth. <laughs> what? What was that? That's exploitable. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, looking at the design, I think it's just a... It's got a lot of white space. It's just like, there's not a whole... It's like, this is its form. It doesn't have any, like, markings or anything like that. It only has, basically, Mewtwo's, Mewtwo's tail has... He's a butthead. <laughs> Hey, Beaver. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The last question comes from the Dobaga, and it's more directed to Samurai Panda. Is it weird coming back after a while and finding SMYN representing not one show, but seven? Have you had a chance to check out any of the other shows on the network? And I don't blame you if you answer no to the last question, but... Uh, My answer is I found out there are seven different podcasts when I read that question. Yes. That that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. But you know of WTF Pokemon. Yeah, I didn't know you put it under the umbrella of uh, Show Me Your News, though. I did, yeah. So, I mean, it kind of makes sense just to kind of give a more 
cohesive experience and then it also adds more work on what I have to do, but that's yeah. me being a, a masochist for work there. Oh, it's, it's... I, remember, I remember when you used to force yourself to uh, keep doing the uh, rundown or whatever it was. You had to write it. Rundown. Oh, that was the worst. And you, you just like, you were a glutton for punishment there. Like, it was clearly like people enjoyed the round table more than anything else, and you just kept doing it for, for weeks and weeks. Just I think it only lasted for like two weeks after the first round table. If even just one. No. It was it was a couple more weeks after. Because I remember Peter was like like really forcing himself to do it. I'm like, dude, I don't know why you bother. Let it go, man. Let it go. Let it die. Just let it die. I'll just was, look on the Show Me Your News wiki and... Oh, wait. <laughs> hey, actually, I think I did at least get that part done. No, I think I just, WTFP is the one that has done, you know, the coolest things since you've, you know, been busy with doctors stuff and all that. I mean, we did Orange Islands, like all of it, and wow. like better art design and all that stuff. And we've we're now doing movies and specials. So that's how you got in trouble with YouTube at some point. Yeah, but we went to Blip, and Blip's been less of a dick. I don't know what Blip is. Blip TV. Yeah, I mean it's. It's a little underground, I guess, if you're not in the know, but... So you you become a hipster Pokemon? Exactly. Like, video but producer. with, with you know, not that much of an audience. Because I like, yeah, who, why, what is Blip? You, you if, if, uh, if they weren't dicks at YouTube, I think it would be pretty popular. Oh, it, it sure would. I think so, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just find it funny that someone tweeted at us for WTFP that, you know, right after we did the uh, movie 3, Spell of the Unknown with Entei and all that, um, there's like, oh, it's it's kind of funny that a few days after you did that, these people who are kind of sponsored under the uh, That Guy with the Glasses banner did a review of it. And I'm like, our stuff's better than that. What are you talking about? Uh, anyway, that's... If you have time, you should check it out, but you're very, very busy, of course. So there's your answer, yeah. Lodabaga. Dude's busy. It's crazy. Uh, YouTube video oh, recommendation. What's that? Uh, this is a little unrelated to what you're playing, but uh, how do you feel about LucasArts? It's sad. I kind of mm-hmm. had hopes for 1313. I mean, all the mm-hmm. you know nostalgic games aside, what it's sad that you know, they kind of just cancel these games they were working on, and there are those who... Had hopes for Star Wars First Assault, the first person shooter that'd be kind of a mm. interest gauge for an eventual Battlefront sequel. But 1313, the one that they reveal would kind of be Boba Fett related, like they had, you know, Industrial Light and Magic all in on that and doing really cool things with, you know, next generation technology. And it's sad that it's kind of done for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of sad, but life goes on, I guess. I don't know. I feel like they really should... They're, they're missing out. They should just give it to a different company, a different studio to finish it. I don't see why they don't. Yeah. Yeah. I think they, they tried they to, but had, we don't want it. Yeah. I think they might have tried to, but they had difficulty finding a suitor. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's wrap it up with a YouTube video recommendation. You know, name a video that you want people to check out just to wrap up the show. I've been on a big Mega 64 kick lately. Uh... They do great, great work. Mega64 does. Uh, the video in particular, though, is their Christmas Christmas podcast. Their, their Christmas cast, as it were. What they do is, for those that don't know, 
they challenge themselves to ridiculous eating challenges and then they edit the highlights and put in a, put a censored version on YouTube and an uncensored version on their websites and it's definitely disgusting but very amusing if that's that's something that you are amused by watching all those ridiculous hmm. eating challenges so mega 64 all their stuff particularly the christmas casts um panda do you have one I got this really cool 12 second video of a penguin falling down. That's <laughs> what, What's it called? Penguin, penguin falls down. down. Penguin falls down. <laughs> got it. Uh, I don't know. I've been on a, a Who's Line kick recently. Watching oh, yeah. Because they're coming back. Well, here, here's one Louis C.K. I, I think he's hilarious. I think he's great. Uh, great comedian. My favorite and his live comedian. Beacon, yeah. His live at the Beacon Theater, his hour long uh, stand-up that's actually on YouTube. Oh, really? Um, and Netflix. Yeah, yeah. So uh, check it out if you've never seen Lucy K. I, I don't think it was his best stand-up by any means, but uh, it was it, it worth the $5 I uh, you know paid for it. I paid for that one, too. That was, it was good. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. So I guess well, that's my recommendation. I'll also put or Penguins it. Falls Down along with it. Or you can even uh, YouTube Whose Line Is It Anyways with Richard Simmons, probably oh. one of the funniest. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, a classic. Richard's. It is classic. <laughs> and that's coming back. What they said. God, what's the date? Sometime in July, I think. That's I com- coming back on the CW and yeah, yeah. stuff. Yeah, right. It is coming back. Uh, and they got um, uh, you know that black girl from Aisha Tyler. Archer? Aisha Tyler. Yes. Yeah. yeah, she's from Archer. She she voices the black girl in Archer. She she's, was she's also pretty- the uh, Ubisoft presenter last year at E3. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, and she's she's a new host, uh, which is interesting. Um, she's a comedian. So. Okay, and then you know, yeah, yeah. For Tony's, he says, "Plug this video of this guy explaining Bioshock's ending really well for my YouTube recommendation." I'm assuming it's Bioshock Infinite. So obviously, spoilers ahead, I guess. But I, I will still put it in the show notes uh, because no, that is that's, that's a spoiler. No. <laughs> nah. Oh, no. It's definitely an ending that you know people want to read more about. I'll, I'll put it that way. So, uh, super. Your recommendation. Uh, I had a recommendation, but I forgot it. So I will always fall back on my good old, uh, good old friend, Game Grumps. Their guest Grumps episode. Oh yes. Grant Kirkhope yep. is probably. One of the funniest and yet informative things about the video game industry that I have ever seen. And I will never look at Mumbo the same way. I, I saw the first like 20 minutes or so of that. It was very good. I definitely give that a recommendation as well. Yeah, if you ever get to the point where he starts talking about Mumbo and how he got his lines, it's fantastic. Hmm. Excellent, from Banjo Kazooie, I think. Yes. Ah, uh, the shaman. Grant Kirkhope, being for those that don't know, the composer who worked on a lot of rare games during yep. their heyday, and the voice of DK in Donkey Kong sixty four. There you go. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Take out your freaking giant gun. Yeah. Well, we've run out of time here on what are you playing? So I, I gotta thank Samurai Panda. Thank you for coming back. 
I'd, I'd like to try to get you on a Show Me Your News episode before you head out to Phoenix and get all busy again. But we'll see how the Absolutely. schedule allows it. Yeah, I'm I'm starting my first real job where I'm working 80 hours a week um, at a minimum in June. But uh, I can I can squeeze in an hour or two. Well, here's uh, a possibility. I, you said you get the first half of June off. Yes. Maybe we get some E3 discussion in there. When is E3? Uh, it's like the first one or two weeks of June, sometime in there. Cool. Yeah, sometime totally. In there. And, uh, also, actually, um, hopefully, cross hmm. your fingers, be done with one character of my fighting game uh, for Evo. And there I'll actually go. be heading down to Evo. I'm taking nice. that week off. Yeah. Good stuff. Uh, so we can, we can play that game there, and I could, I could talk about how Evo was and everything, too, uh, after that. I'll go and go play some melee there. There you go. That's kind of you know that's one of the main reasons I want to go down myself instead of just letting Wu go is because I know people, you know. Yeah. With Smash there, so it's gonna be fun. And I look forward to the reveal of your game and talking about it on Show Me Your News. Yeah, Not the uh, version I thought it would be. But... <laughs> Unfortunately, no, no, no. I don't think oh, anyone makes a game with that. <laughs> I I cannot believe you went there. Especially because we had just talked about it earlier. It, uh. Right, I didn't. I don't think the gaming thing really stuck to mind. <laughs> Let's put it that way. It'll, guys, it'll make sense when the game actually is revealed. So we'll look forward to that. With that, for what are you playing? I am Yoko. I'm Super, and that was Tony over there. If you caught him. <laughs> and I'm I'm Samurai Panther. All right, we're out. Take it easy, guys. <laughs>